When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the great guys at LakersBall.com, the great guys at Lakerholics.com, and the great folks at the Hoopheads Podcast Network. And if you can support all of that, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, on the back end of the show, I'm going to remind Sean to remind me to make sure we talk about the California Classic. I want to make sure I mention all the great comments that he had. Well, slow down, Sean, slow down. But I want to go ahead and mention that later on why I said to slow down. So we'll go ahead and talk about that in a bit. But right now, first up, we're going to be talking about the Lakers offseason so far. Has it been a success? Has it been a failure? I'm going around the world of Laker fandom, whether you go to Facebook, whether you go to Twitter, all over in social media, and you're seeing the responses both on the one side and the other in regards to has this been a success for the Lakers so far? We don't have Kyrie Irving yet. We do have Lonnie Walker the fourth who signed the MLA a full six and a half million. Was that worth it? We'll talk about that. Also as well, we'll talk about Damon Jones. Talk about Troy Brown Jr. We'll talk about Juan Toscano Anderson. Was this the free agent hall we were looking for as far as going ahead and providing the Lakers with a better team next year? We'll talk about that as well. But first up, we're going to go ahead and share the thoughts from the guys right here. And first up, indeed, is the first man here. He is the mastermind behind Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom, the eternal optimist that you are. Hope all is well. Happy Fourth of July and happy Canada Day weekend. Wanted to go ahead and mention that as well, especially since we got Sean here trying to go ahead and make sure all of our Canadian friends are taken care of as well. But Laker Tom. You're on, and I want to go ahead and mention to you again, you know the hall so far. You are just clearly convinced that the Lakers are going to land Kyrie Irving, and yes, they are still the odds-on favorite to do so, but as of yet, they don't. And you know me, i got to see it to believe it. Until that time, do you think this offseason has been a success so far? 
Well, I think it's kind of unfair, Gerald, to try to split the atom there and exclude the uh, what uh, Rob Palenka has done as far as the, the trade market. If I were to answer that first, even though I don't like the way you phrased the question, if I were to answer it, I would probably say, yes, I think this has been a success so far. And I give a huge plus to the front office for the hire of Darvin Ham. If there was one thing that was significantly wrong with the team last year is it had no identity. It just really did not have an identity. It didn't have an identity offensively or defensively. And the one thing that it, you have to always believe, in my opinion, when when a team doesn't play well on the court, when you see consistently that there's a pattern that makes the team what they are on the court, and we all finally, some of us took a long time to be convinced, but we all finally came to the conclusion that this team was just horrible. They just didn't have any chemistry. They had, they just were poorly constructed and poorly coached. Um, so I think that that. I'm one who believes very strongly that the coach is one of the most important people in the entire organization. And in an organization like the Lakers, where you don't have a charismatic owner or a charismatic general manager, then I think having a charismatic coach becomes really essential. So I give the Lakers a huge plus for that. Secondly, I think the way they've handled the Russell Westbrook situation was really astute. Um, I was a very, I was kind of very critical of it at the beginning, but the, you know they hung through, and the public relations effort that they made to rehabilitate Russ, to set up the situation where, uh, where you really, where they really told Russ exactly what he had to do if he was going to come back, which puts a heavy onus on him to be that kind of player or else be sent home. So they did the right things to set themselves up, and and then. I can't separate out the way that they've handled the trade situation because I think that they have done a great job of of sticking in there the negotiations the way they're going now. They could give up everything they got and still come out with a deal that is a lifesaver for the franchise. The one area where I question what they're doing is the same area that everybody does, which is the free agency market and what they did in free agency. I'm not a big fan of of their choice for the mid-level exception. The reason in it I've heard from this is that because LeBron James has not committed to the extension, that the Lakers are not willing to take on a contract that's longer than a year. When you look at the whole situation between and the negotiations between Joe Harris and Seth Curry, what's the what's the hang-up? Why why don't they want Harris? Uh, yeah, Curry's a little bit better, but Harris is a 45% three-point shooter for the last three or four years on a volume. They're both about the same. But Harris has two years in his contract. The Lakers tried to sign these other people for the MLE, but none of them would sign because the Lakers wouldn't give them a second year because they didn't want to take a risk. Now they're reaching a point where you got Kyrie is on a on a one year deal, um, and if we're to believe what they're saying, they don't want to take back players on a two year deal, and that's why they ended up getting Lonnie Walker the fourth, who probably I think they might have been able to get on a on a minimum deal, but you know they have a good buddy and 
Rich Paul and Rich said, okay, you're stuck. Here you go. Lonnie will take a one-year deal. He's an athletic guy. He has some potential. I hope the heck that he comes through and plays well. Um, the rest of the team, basically, what Palinka admitted is that we didn't get any of these guys for their shooting. We got them for their athleticism and hopefully for their defensive ability. They're all, the one thing I will say is they're all, everybody we signed was young, long, and tall. Unfortunately, none of them were 6'7 to 6'9. But you can't the one shoot. Guy, the yeah, one guy that I can't think shoot. Is, yeah, and none of them, well, some of them can shoot. There's no dead eye shooter, but, you know, listen, there's two things that come out of this. One is that I, I think that Damian Jones has a good shot at being the Lakers' starting center. And I think he can be a stretch five. I think he has that ability in him. Um, I think I think the Lakers will develop it, and I think there's a good chance because he's going to be the best defender we have. I don't think that you can bring in a five who can't defend. Um, and I and I think that that we've seen that that Damian is a has good hops, and and he he the two years in Sacramento where he got a lot more time playing time than he would have gotten with the Lakers have really helped him. And then as far as the shooting goes, if if the deal goes through and the Lakers end up with uh, Two starters named Kyrie Irving and uh, Joe Harris, both of whom are over 40% three-point shooters for the last four years of their career. Uh, I think our shooting will be fine, man. Well, again, we don't have them here yet. So as of now, how would you grade the offseason? Without Kyrie Irving, Joe Harris? Without Kyrie Irving, I'd grade it a solid B+. And once we get Kyrie Irving, I will grade it a solid A+. I would grade it as substantially higher if and when Kyrie Irving comes. Right now, I'm not as high as you are. Uh, I mean, again, going young is obviously a better move. Obviously, the long arms. None of them are noted as far as being a high-level defender, but even if they're adequate defensively, that's a great improvement for the team. I'm not going to kid you wrong. Well, they're, they're, they're players who can be developed, and we've built a coaching staff that is main attribute really is the ability to develop players. So you hope, you know, and that's a good match, I think. You know, we last year we had guys like Westbrook who would refuse to have Phil Handy help him with his moves or help him with problems of turning the ball over. And this year, I think you've got a staff with, you know, with with Darvin Ham and, and uh, Gent uh, and, and Handy that is really probably three or three of the best, maybe ten development coaches in the league at this point in time. So I, I, they got the right players that they were going after. It's scary to think that Jeannie's really holding them to not taking back any contracts. Well, that that is scary indeed. I will say, though, that one did come from San Antonio, which has been known for their player development. The other one, Another one came from Golden State, and we know how well they develop players there. So we'll see. Hopefully they, they will now get to the period, you know, where they're able to go ahead and take that next step, that next leap. But also here today to talk about what's going on with the Lakers offseason to date. And again, we, it's a little bit too early to judge, but as of now, it is what it is. It is a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out when he's on the groups at LakersBall.com. It is Joe Sorrow. And Joe, glad to have you here, my friend. Laker Tom is right. All signs are pointing for Kyrie Irving heading to the Los Angeles Lakers at some point but he's not here yet. So your thoughts on what the Lakers have now and obviously the hope that Kyrie Irving can still make it here to LA. I I don't really have an answer to that. There's really nothing that's happened really to judge anything right now. Free agency has only been on for two days. 
Three days? Uh, going on day four. Yeah. It's like giving grades for draft uh, draft uh, during the draft. I, I got to see results first. I can't, I can't judge. Uh, I can't really judge this any other way, but uh, if I had to, you know, I, every guy they got has no shooting ability. And I've said this a few times, you, you come to LA with shooting ability and you lose shooting ability. If you have no shooting ability, you're going to really have shooting disability. It's just not, it doesn't look good at all. There's no point in having athleticism. And, you know, Damian Jones, I, you know, I know he's a kind of a freakish athlete, but I, I, I you know, is he going to be able to play smart? Is he going to be able to do the fundamentals right? Or are we just looking for guys that can jump out the gym? It's nice when guys that can't be that top-tier NBA talent but have really cool athleticism when you have a team that's cha- that's equipped with the right players. And I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, everyone remembers Shannon Brown, right? Shannon Brown was the perfect example of that. Uh, I don't know why Shannon couldn't make the leap to elite NBA player, being that he had a freakish athleticism, but he didn't. And it's nice when 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 you have a Kobe and a Gasol and a Bynum and a Odom on your team winning, it's a lot easier to watch the Shannon Browns do their thing because typically they'll do it in spurts where you need them or they'll do it during garbage time when it's fun to watch him do his theatrics when you're up 20 in the fourth quarter. It's, 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 a, it's an interesting uh, time in the NBA. I've been uh, going back and forth on what's happened in terms of the psyche of the NBA player over the last decade. The igniter was, was LeBron James and the decision. And ever since that day, the NBA has become a, what's the word I'm looking for? It's muddled. It's a muddled leak. We don't know really what's going on. There's hardly any continuity. And even when there is, a, there is continuity, let's say the Celtics and the Warriors in the last few years, I'd say they're probably the two, the only two teams that have kept their continuity because, you know, injuries came about or uh, the Celtics kept coming up short up until this year at least going to the finals anyways. And at that point, it's interesting how that continuity ended up meeting in the end. And we're going to probably wait to see what Phoenix does next. Phoenix, from what I've read, is not willing to uh, disperse their core. They're not going to pay Aiton because Aiton's not worth $40 million. I understand that. Uh, You could probably make up his effectiveness maybe not his productivity in terms of stats but you can you can probably uh, cover his 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 his, uh, his effectiveness with a couple of guys and you know build around Booker and what CP3 has left in his uh, in his career and then hope that you guys can get past Golden State next year for a title but they had two chances this last two years they should have taken advantage of it but they I don't know it's going to be I'm going to I want to see kind of how that develops so back to the Lakers. I, I can't really assess this, guys. I don't. I don't really. I don't really feel anything for it right now. I have to. Uh, I have to see what happens. If Kyrie Irving comes, I'm. I'm very excited to to, to see what package comes with him because it seems like 
that the Nets are going to take on our largest bag of in Laker history, largest largest headache. You're going to have to accept something back that you probably don't want to get back, which is Joe Harris is the is the topic because he's making a lot of money, and it's probably going to take Jeannie into that luxury tax area where she doesn't want to pay it. So, but the thing with him is he has actually ability. Up until this year, he was averaging 73 games. A lot, the four years prior, prior, he was averaging 73 games in those four years and was shooting 45% from three. Now, when you come to L.A., you usually drop about 5%. So if you're looking at Joe Harris and he comes to L.A., he's going to drop 5%. That means he's going to be shooting 40%. Boom. We, we, we have a huge, huge asset there in the LeBron James offense. So I'm excited about that. And then if we can somehow sneak in Seth, uh, Seth Curry in there, now you're going to have two guys that are going to be shooting 40%. This is hope maybe Seth can be the outlier and not drop down too much. And then now you're starting to build a team that's supposed to support a LeBron James offense because a LeBron James offense has never changed. It's like the Peyton Manning offense. I've said this a few times. He's It's LeBron James, and that's it. If you guys want to win and, – and, and, He's won titles with it. So it's not like you can go over there and go, well, why doesn't he want to be coached? Why doesn't he want to be, you know, in a system? Why is this coach this, this, and that? I'm like, look, the guy won four championships. He's been the, he's been the 10. He, he's, he ain't going to change in his 20th season. So you might as well get what he needs to make this thing viable. He's going to sign the extension. I think the second Kyrie comes to LA, should he come to LA? And if he can, if, if, if guys like Joe Harris, Seth Curry, or, whatever other guard or, or wing that we can get that can actually do something uh, when they're wide open, I think LeBron's going to take that as a, a sign of, uh, of progress and a sign of him having a chance to go after Title V and sign the extension. And that right now is really the snowball. Once this thing goes through, should it go through, it's going to start, everything's going to start coming into play. And then at the end, guys, we still got to wait for what happens during the season. So I'm not really going to be too excited because what what is what's going to happen? I mean, what if monkeypox comes out of nowhere and all of a sudden Kyrie doesn't want to go outside? Now we're in trouble, you know. And there's a lot of smog in LA, so maybe he might not want to breathe it. Well, again, uh, that's up for speculation and debate. You'd have to ask him. Am I being funny or am I being legit here? I mean, a legit concern. He, he, you never know. You never know what he's going to topic. He's going to go <laughs> and pick pick a topic, and you never know when he's going to stay loyal. It is going to be a contract year for him, so if you assume he would be on the straight and narrow, it would probably be this season. His best behavior. Yes, because the fact he is over thirty, he is on his last year of his contract. And again, if he would be looking for a long-term contract, now would be the time to go ahead and play at a level that we're used to seeing from him. Because again, when you have a Kyrie Irving that is going to be at a level that you're used to, that's a 50-40-90 player. And that's a player that can take you far in the playoffs. With the LeBron, you've seen that duo before, do great things. So that's a possibility there. I don't mind getting Joe Harris. I understand it's a complicated issue with the tax and all that, but getting Joe Harris as another six, seven wing would be outstanding. That can shoot would be even better. Seth Curry, great shooter. One of the best in the league statistically 
one of the best in the league. But defensively, he gets picked on a lot. So that's something that would be concerned right there. So we're going to have to wait and see how this plays out. Again, four days into free agency, Joe's right. There's still more moves to be had. We still haven't seen the deal breaker yet for outstanding deal that we're going to be seeing for Kevin Durant. See what whoever he goes to, most likely still Phoenix, could be Toronto, could be Memphis, could be New Orleans, could be still Miami. I know a lot of these teams are still trying to work out the logistics when it can throw in their best offer for Kevin Durant. So we'll see what happens there. And of course, as Tom said, once that domino falls, we hopefully we'll see the other domino fall in Kyrie Irving headed to Los Angeles Lakers soon after that. That would make it a winning offseason. Although we thought the same thing last year, that the Lakers were having a real good offseason. We thought that all those shooters that had been on the table with the records that they had, you know, they thought this was going to be a good season for the Lakers, but we'll wait and see. You know, it didn't turn out that way. Now, again, they went to more youth. Everybody under the age of 30 this time around that they signed up. Was it the right move? We'll wait and see on that as well. But if you have thoughts out there, we'd love to hear it in the comments, both Facebook and YouTube right here at the Lakers Fast Break, but also here today to talk about what's going on with the team. He's a good man indeed. He is the madman from Toronto. He is our good friend from Canada, and happy Canada Day the other day for you, my friend. It is Sean Grice, the magic man. And magic man, despite the fact that I think you're a little bit, whew, a little bit excited there on the Lakers Summer League so far after one game in the California Classic. I thought your next, oh, I'm just so glad your next email didn't say Max Christie is the second coming of Michael Jordan. I'm just glad you didn't say that, but it seemed like it was heading in that direction. So I'll just leave it at that. But good to hear from you, my friend. Your thoughts so far on the Lakers offseason to date? You know, Gerald, I think it's a mix between Tom and Joe. I think I think they're both right, actually. I think Joe's right in the sense that because the offseason is to be continued, it's hard to really evaluate like the overall picture of of, of the roster and, and what we're trying to do. But I also think I also agree with Tom. I think we got long, we got younger, we got athletic. I mean, I like that. There's also continuity involved in this situation. Troy Brown Jr. and Lonnie Walker are best friends. And this was an opportunity for them to uh, play together. So they've played basketball together. I, I just read uh, an interview with uh, Lonnie Walker. He said they've been playing basketball together for about 15 years. That's how long they've they've known each other. So I would imagine that that was a double shot for Rob. He gets two young athletic players, and they also have chemistry with one another. So... Hopefully that'll carry over to our team. Again, I'm I'm with Joe. I think that until until the um, the Nets find a resolution, that this is still all up in the air. And just as a housekeeping note, a few weeks ago I had said some honest characteristics about the millennial generation, and I'd like my flowers right now because. It, 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 it that just boiled over in some something that's unprecedented, and that's what we're dealing with, Gerald. I mean, you we've heard the Faustian deal before. You make a deal with the devil, but this is something completely <laughs> unprecedented because they made a deal with two devils, not just one. 
Yeah, just they traded they one double for another. Yes. Yeah, it's it. So Sean Marks is going to lose his job over this. That's that's I think the the one takeaway. Yeah, here. it's the owner who should lose his job because it's the it's the hardened trade that screwed the whole thing up for these guys. And Sean Marks told him, "No, yeah. I'm not going to trade for Harden. It's yeah. not a good fit." And so then he then he went to the owner. Yep. Yeah, and, and you know, Katie you're right, Tom. Harden. You're right, Tom. Those are the kinds of decisions that cost you your job. Yeah, and you're right that Sean will probably pay the price, John. Well, yeah, I, and, and and he's a, he's a been a great. He's been always been a great front office guy. You know, it's a shame. And ultimately, now, I mean, how the hell are we going to know what kind of coach Steve Nash is? Because if Sean Marks is gone, Steve's gone too. Yeah, and there's been a lot of dumping on him from people in the Nets, from superstars on the Nets. I think this this situation, like you said, Tom, I have a question for you, gentlemen, because you're you're out, you're very intelligent. Wow, James, you said two things there. I'm not. That's highly debatable, but okay. No, well, I mean, I'm allowed an opinion. Okay. Yeah. If if you gentlemen thought if James Harden didn't get hurt and sit out. Do you believe that the three of them would still be on the same team? Well, but then you're also counting in what Kyrie did with the vaccine thing, as far as him not taking it and being out half over half the season. I, that's still something that would have well, taken place. Yeah, that's, that, that's a good point. I have an answer to that, Sean. I, I, I will. I will admit that you know Harden and Kyrie just. I mean, it just seemed like they had no on-court chemistry whatsoever. It. It seems like it was. It wasn't two sides of the same brain. It was like a two different zombies trying to communicate with one another. I personally think that that this situation was going to come to a head regardless. It just it just took an ace in the hole, and that was James sitting out for for this thing to unravel. And we're stuck in limbo, and everybody else is stuck in limbo because ever since uh, KD requested a trade, it's been radio silence. Well, now you also, for the Nets, to make Sean Marks' job even worse is the fact you've got, and you're stuck with Ben Simmons, and the fact that he's holding up every major trade that you could do because of his contract is making it a whole lot worse. Gerald, thank you for, for that, because now that's a triple shot. That's, yeah. that's a triple you, shot. You, 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 got, you, you guys ahead, are you're, 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 you're reiterating in a louder voice what the Nets feel like at this moment. They're so tired of all this. So all this stuff about what ifs, and I'll, I'll answer that, that question, Sean, in a second here. And I want to, I want to get to this first. They're tired and I I'm tired for them. And I don't even care about the nets. I'm sitting here going, these guys are trying to run a basketball team and you have petulant children and there isn't anyone bigger, at least that I've seen in, in the last five years than Kevin Durant. I know Kyrie is, is, is can be put in there as well. But I just feel like, you know, the fact that KD has burner accounts and he's always tweeting about what Stephen A. Smith said, and the guy cares way too much what people think, way too much, and it's not going away, and that's taking focus off the team. James Harden is a slob, not in the sense of, like, he's a slob in, in, in life. He might be. I don't know. I don't know personally. Wait, wait, hold on a... before before you continue. Is that a James Harden shirt you're wearing there, Sean? I just want to clarify yeah, that. I thought I saw that. Yeah, I thought I saw that. 
Yes, it's a James Harden Houston Rockets shirt. Yes. Okay, so before he goes into full blasphemy on James Harden, I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah. You have a guy. You have. Sorry, go ahead, Sean. You get that thrust shot. I was just gonna say when that that 2019 season he had, one of the 10 greatest individual seasons ever. Don't at me. Regular seasons. Regular season. Regular season. Yeah, don't ask yeah. for the playoff. It's not a playoff shirt, that's for sure. NBA no, season. it's not a playoff shirt. We okay. are enabling, yes. we've enabled these guys. And I'm sorry if this doesn't sound, I have nothing. I have this. James Harden has no, he's never done anything to bother me in terms of just, you know, things that would bother you. Like, you know, how LeBron bothers me sometimes when he, keeps talking about how he wants to play with other people, like things like that. James has never said anything like that that bothered me. So I'm saying this based off of his 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 his, his attitude towards basketball, okay? This guy was... Well, he's committed right now. I wonder why. He, whatever. Yeah. I'll, 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 yeah, I have, I have a bridge to sell you, too. The, this guy was catered to in Houston like he was Michael Jordan... And Cole in Chicago and like Kobe in LA when he had no, absolutely no room to have anything like that. And he still wanted out going and doing extracurricular activities when he's supposed to be in shape and ready for the season, plays himself into shape, then doesn't like what he's seeing. And all of a sudden now he's like, well, I, I want to go to Brooklyn. I want to go play with these guys. Like he can, he can actually keep out of shape better than anybody else. And we can because his game is predicated on refs bailing him out. His game has never been nice. I've never thought of it in any other way but ugly. It's one of the ugliest games. He he can shoot. He gets separation and he gets foul calls. He is. I I don't like his game. It is. It is lousy and it and it. And when he gets into the playoffs, it's obvious that when the refs hold their whistle a little bit longer in the playoffs, his game kind of deteriorates. And then, and we've rewarded, we we keep rewarding these guys, right? We keep rewarding these guys for being petulant children. We don't, but those owners do. No, we do. We do. We're we're going crazy to get uh, Kyrie Irving right now. We're the problem. Just like in society, we sit there, we think it's not us. No, it's us. You and I right now, we're all excited about Kyrie Irving coming. Why? Because we wanted to get rid of that other guy over there, which sort of makes sense, but you're still jerk enabling it. He's our jerk. You know, that's what it comes down well, to. He's not a jerk. It, he just performed extremely poorly last and look, season. And his, career, and his di- game is not fit towards the modern NBA. It's yeah. that simple. And look at the difference. Look at the difference between a, a Dr. Buss and all these other guys. When Kobe said, I'm, I'll play in Pluto, he, he, this is reports that I heard. He sat Kobe down. I was like, dude, I'm not going to trade you. So I'll do my best to try to get what I need in here, but I'm not trading. I just traded Shaq three years ago. I'm not trading Kobe Bryant all in like so under the five years. The Nets should be saying okay? right now. So if I'm the Nets, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going now. I'm out of the Laker bubble now, okay? I'm going NBA common sense. If I'm the owner of the Nets, I'm going, dude, I ain't trading you. I go, Dan, I don't know what the heck Danny Ainge did over there in Minnesota, but he, he fleeced them for I don't, for the next 50 years. That's what we'll talk about in that in a second. Okay. We'll talk about the and, best, and, best and, trade and, and worst and, trade and worst uh, deal. I'm sorry. I'm not giving up seven first-round draft picks six, for anybody. Six. Five. Uh, sorry. And a, six. And a, and a swap. And, and okay. Walker Kessler. 
Okay. No, uh, yeah, it was Kessler. It was four and a four and a I was counting the draft pick, too. Right, totals um, out to six, Tom. It's six. It's yeah. seven because they, they drafted Kessler. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. that's number six. I think he is. Don't, a, don't yeah, interrupt. You're counting the pick swaps. Don't, lot, well, don't interrupt me again. I, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I hate pick swaps. Get rid of the pick swaps. That's another story too. I want to talk about. Uh, anyways, so we're you're not going to get equal value. Anytime a star says I want out, you'll never get equal value. Your team is going to stink, and your package is going to stink unless there's a team out there that says, "Look, I'm going to give up the next ten draft picks because if I get Durant." And by the way, when I ask for those 10 draft picks, they're all unprotected. Or you go sit your butt down and go play basketball. I'm going to get rid of Kyrie Irving. Unprotected picks now are are like De Rigueur, man. You want to pick? It's unprotected, you know? That's... What, 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 what else can you do? You, 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 you're better off waiting it out at that point. Wait it out until somebody finally hits you up. Well, but the, problem is, the problem is the Nets owner – actually said, I would rather have a team that was losing all the time and playing hard than these bunch of guys out here. Who, then why did he get hardened? Well, yeah, it was his, his, his mistake. And he Maybe he made a mistake. Okay, I'll buy into that. Okay. Marks in that deal, and, okay. and he, 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 we saw where that went. It's obvious he's probably sat down and said, my God, I was right. wrong. I mean, look, at, look at the package of the guys that we've got. There's a little group that, that at one point everybody said was untradeable. Which is Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, you know, I mean, and uh, John Wall, and and they got this whole handful of guys that all got the same exact contract. The only know? reason why Russell Westbrook is tough to trade is because the Lakers have to get something to cover that. They need talent. Well, Otherwise, when you see somebody... what he did to the Lakers last year, it's well, like no, Kyrie. No. When what you, I'm saying look is, at what both of them did to their teams last year. That's why there's no. That's why the only teams interested in trading are each other's teams. Sometimes it's, like, it's trading sometimes the devil. You don't, it really is trading the devil, like Sean says. Sometimes you go I'll into that. Swap my, I'll swap my Satan for your Satan. You you get into that optimist. This is the problem with being optimistic too much. You get they got into that optimistic. I'm optimistic that it's going to work. We got tricked with Westbrook. I thought. Third option. Yeah, but if you get pessimistic, you never go for the big deal. No, you know? you no, but you have to be realistic. Run. You have to be realistic. And we, you we can't hit a home run if you don't we, swing. We, we had to, we should have, and I say we as in us included, at least me, we should have said, look, we know Kuzma's not in open shots, okay? But he's playing good defense. He's long. He's athletic. He, 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 he's, he's a team-oriented guy who was never a, a cancer in the locker room. KCP <laughs> played his butt off when he was playing. You had, you had, you had, Caruso was doing what he was doing. We had, we had the right mix with that team. We just maybe needed one more guy that might have been like a, I don't know, like a, it could have been a legit third option, but we were too anxious. Oh, let's go get, you know, the third star and really, you know, like dig it in because we got to go fight off Harden, Irving, and and Durant. You have to do that. and, And that's the way that the Lakers have won through the years. It's what, just look at the Warriors. The Warriors were able, because of those two years of of sucking because of the injuries, man, they were able to stack up some players in the draft. And then when they got ready to get everybody healthy, they they got four or five role players at minimum salary that other people are salivating over. But look what's happened. They've lost almost all of those players. All three of them have gone somewhere else. They hung on to they hung on to uh, Looney, but they're they're still going to end up by the time they finish with a, 
$300 million luxury tax bill and a $200 million salary for a half a billion dollars. But it might cost them with all the players that they've let go already in Otto Porter and Gary Payton. Yeah. The third is well, that's why you, the second, you got Otto Porter, you sign him for 13, 14, I think you got $9 million. You sign him for so, $9 million, it costs you 30. Yeah. For, for me, for me, that their canary in the coal mine was the Kenny Atkinson situation. I think we talked about that before, Gerald. That yeah. was just, that's just illustrative of what Joe was saying about, and look, I stand by what Why I said. Best franchise. I, I think I think that was a real passive aggressive move by KD, and I, like Sean Marks should have stood up to both of them and said, "Look, we're not we're not bringing DeAndre Jordan in here because he's your buddy and you right. want to pay him ten million bucks. Look at the numbers. Jarrett Allen is better player than DeAndre Jordan. Yep. He's better." offensively with us on the floor and he's better defensively with us on the floor and kenny act story goes kenny action had the spreadsheet he showed them in the numbers with deandre and these are the numbers of jared allen and sean marks still traded him and like you said gerald jared allen oh, no, still signed him as a free agent yeah oh still traded jared allen yeah absolutely right. yeah he's an all-star and yep. it looks like he's going to be an all-star for the next five to seven years Look at Cleveland's defense. Cleveland was a top five defense with Jared Allen on the floor. As soon as he got hurt, they went to the bottom five. Yeah, that's wow. how value. That's how valuable he is on the floor. Well, why do you think and, Minnesota made the trade for Rudy Gobert? Because they saw what happened in Cleveland when they did their version of the Twin Towers. They're trying to yep. emulate it as well. So the all the pressure now is off of Towns during the regular season to play defense. All he has to worry about is checking up three-pointers and playing offense. And along with Edwards, they have themselves a, a pretty good regular season team. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I think they'll, they'll, they'll win anywhere from 50 to 55 games. But to me, they're, they're the new Utah Jazz. They'll, they'll, they'll have a really <laughs> good regular season. But then matchup, matchups will just exploit their, their deficiencies in the playoffs. Absolutely. So we'll see what happens. But before we head on out and uh, before we talk about the California Classic with the Lakers and uh, how they're doing so far, they had a great game yesterday, a big blowout win, perhaps. Uh, I could probably say that, you know, because they were leading all the way. And you know, I got the emails from Sean <laughs> saying <laughs> that uh, there was, he was making praise. And then we'll go ahead and talk about that here at the end just for a couple of minutes. But guys, I want to hear your thoughts. On the winners and losers so far of the offseason, I can't say the Lakers are a winner or a loser. Have they gotten exactly who I expected yet? Well, they don't have Kyrie Irving, so, of course, they don't have you know, that side or here and there. But they're not a loser, certainly. They've gotten younger, so hopefully they've gotten more athletic. And eventually, hopefully, even if they're all average defenders who you brought in, that still makes the Lakers a much better defensive team. So, Laker Tom, I'll start with you. From what you're seeing, observing around the league, because I know you've heart, your heart was broken many times during our live broadcast of the NBA free agency special because, oh, that guy who went there, oh, that guy who went there. But, yes, they all signed for more than what the Lakers could offer them. Is there any deal that stands out to you so far? We'll do the best first as, a, as well, the best deal so far. I think the best deal that uh, anytime Danny Ainge can get a huge number of picks and a, three of them completely unprotected 
I agree. From from a team that looks like it might even start tanking down the road. Um, that's a pretty good situation. Um, you know, he and I, and it, and it bodes well that all of a sudden, you know, it's funny. Three years ago, there wasn't you never saw a sign and trade. Two years ago, you never saw an unprotected draft pick go out, and then all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden it was the Nets giving up those unprotected picks, and now they're they're gonna, you know, that that's changed the way the whole game goes. And and one last thing I wanted to point out on the Nets that I think is really interesting, because it it really applies to the question that that the Lakers are facing, which is that. I was a strong proponent before the offseason that the Lakers would go away from the three superstar model um, simply because you cannot build a strong team behind that. You just, when that money goes into that third star, it just leaves you with a bunch of minimum salary players. Well, one of the things that is also important is, is that chemistry between those three players. The New York, the, the guys that went to the Brooklyn Nets, when did they play together? Did they play together in the Olympics for two weeks, maybe? It's not like you go down and join Dwayne Wade in Miami and he knows all about what everything that's being done in Miami. Or you're you're going to go join, if you're Paul Gasol, you're going to join Kobe Bryant or something like that. And I think that the same thing applies in this situation with the Lakers superstars, that if they get Kyrie Irving, he's got a record with, you know, LeBron and AD have played together. Kyrie and LeBron have played together. There's a familiarity there that you inherit the culture of the team that you go to. In the next case, KD came in there and basically wanted them to get rid of all of those guys that had created that great culture that that made the Nets such an attractive place. And he basically threw that out the window, not dissimilarly to how the Lakers front office threw out the window of the championship team from the bubble, figuring that they needed to get better, and that's that's the way that almost every team, and the Warriors have exemplified that, that they know that every year they win, they've got to get better the next year because the competition will get better just by the nature of the of the game of basketball in the NBA. But are they so, better this year? That's the question. Dante DiVincenzo for Otto Porter and Gary Payton II, that's all. That's yeah, all but they got Wiseman, and they got Kaminga, and they got, you know, got minutes coming from those two guys. Moses Moody, yeah, those, those players Gary have Payton. to take that next step. Gary Payton a second a lot. They're going to have to take that next step with the youth. But God bless yeah. you, Tom. You always go ahead and divert the the answer. <laughs> when I ask a question, I love how you diverted to a Lakers answer on I'll that. Give you the answer. But yeah, you did give us the answer. I agree with you, Danny Ainge. As much as I would not like to say it, because he is a former Celtic, I think that he deserves a lot of praise for the trade. Is I think that Minnesota is going to come to regret it. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. 
If you have a better movie in the can, why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like, it has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Thank you so much to everybody out there that's watching us. Again, NBA City, thank you so much for subscribing. Thank you so much for John and Felix for your comments as well. Wishing you guys all the best. Thank you much to everyone that's watching us the Lakers Fast Break. Joe, is there any, I guess, deals, whether it's a trade, whether it's a signing that really catches your eye so far this offseason? From anybody? No. I will comment on the Minnesota thing. My guess is they're allowing themselves to get fleeced on that Gobert deal is they think Anthony Edwards is the next big thing. Because if Anthony Edwards is the next big thing, that trade will make sense in the end. That's where I'm going with that. Anthony Edwards turns into a... MVP? They also signed slow mo, didn't they? Got slow mo and yes, they got some. Who else did they get? There's somebody else too. Um, well, they jettisoned a lot of their uh, rotational players, right? Yeah. But I like slow mo. He's well, they're they're gonna they're gonna he's gonna really. Help I'm, them. I'm actually interested in seeing what they're gonna do with D'Lo. D'Lo would be a yeah. They got another. That's another piece that they can flip. D'Angelo Russell is an intriguing player. The quintessential. Perfect player at the perfect team, if he can get to that team. Minnesota's never been that team for him, even when he played in Golden State. Eh, too many guards there. Uh, when he was at the Lakers, it was too too much drama around it. D'Angelo needs to go to a team that needs his skill set. The Lakers right now would be one of those teams. Unfortunately, I don't I don't even know where that would how that could happen. But I I, I would be intrigued to see if because they're definitely going to move them. I would be interested in seeing if there was a way we could see what, what that would be about. But Minnesota's deal is it's, it's any Ainge's draft pick fetish is, 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 is un- unprecedented. I don't, I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen anybody that was more in love with draft picks uh, in the NBA. Uh, Willie the guy, him, Will he cash yeah. him in is a question. The, that's, that's always the, that's always the, the question. He's, he's, he loves draft picks, I think, more than Bill Belichick. I, I don't, I don't know what he has no choice though. I mean, no one's going to go to Utah. They're going to apparently build around uh, Mitchell, and but Mitchell might want to leave. Well, if he, he may want to leave, but they're, I'm getting word that they're not shopping him. Yeah, so, but they teams say that all the time before they decide to completely. If they shop him, they're going to want re- something in return for him for sure. Yeah. I don't know who would, and if anybody's going to get, if anyone gets these guys, they can't gut the team. They can't. 
So he would have to say the Durant trade problem with the Durant trade is he's worth so much that any team that you trade him to, he might not want to go there after the trade. It's going to have to be draft picks. It's going to have to, or Memphis or Memphis, Memphis have, has enough assets and and a couple of star in Memphis. They're not going to give him jaw. Good luck. You're not yeah, going so to give them jaw, so that means no. You would need a third. You you would need a team that has a third star on it to get rid of to get what you Wait, want. That's which, us. That's us. Which is who? The Lakers. No, no, Durant's not going yeah, to LA, guys. I don't even know why that's been brought up. Durant's that's not going to go. Star. Durant's not going to go play with LeBron. Is the whole point of him leaving? No, we could actually State. trade AD. AD would be the one player we could. We are the only. If team. you trade AD, then I want Ben Simmons. Listen. If, this is a, this is this is the simple truth. I can't of the believe matter. I'm saying that. I don't even know why I said that. One only team that has the assets. I don't want anybody. Okay? No, 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 no. Are you okay, Joe? Look, look. Just get me, get me Kyrie Irving, yeah, so I we can get rid of Westbrook. That's it. And the Lakers came out and said they weren't going to entertain any idea. At least, at least with Kyrie Irving, at least with Kyrie Irving, he's going to give you. You know what's you know what's going to be beautiful next year if they get him. We're going to have a guy that shoots 90% from the line. And whenever we have a technical foul, it's not going to clank. Oh, <laughs> God, I can't wait. I no, cannot I, wait. I, I, I remember I, um, I had a supervisor when I was a, a civil servant firefighter. And um, he, he liked to dip his head in a bucket of ice water after a really bad day. And his head would be down there for about two minutes. This was a, a lot of people do this. Pat Riley's done it. Uh, I know uh, a couple other people do it. It's 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 a relaxing technique people use. My guess is after Sean Marks created a first round pick for Royce O'Neal, and then KD decides to tell him, "Yeah, I want out now. I want out." <laughs> he dumped his head in the biggest bucket of ice water he could find. That was crazy. Uh, Roy Everybody O'Neal. saw that trade as as being a signal, and then and then that whole thing got derailed, Sean. <laughs> yeah, it was like so for me, Gerald. The uh, a big winner in the Western Conference was the Denver Nuggets. They've managed to hang on to Bones Highland. They acquired a first round pick from OKC for Jermichael Green of all people. They acquired Cavius Caldwell Pope and they've also signed Bruce Brown. That's a big haul and it makes them better. And with that first round pick, that tells me that Stan Kroenke is going for it now. His NFL team held up the championship trophy this year. His hockey team just held up the Stanley Cup. He wants an NBA championship in the worst way now. There, there's no doubt about it. So to me, to me, then Denver's going to be a really sneaky team if there if there's some way that they can make themselves better during the season with a disgruntled star or some some option opens up. Watch out because because they're going to be in the mix. Um, to me, a winner in the uh, Eastern Conference is the Atlanta Hawks. You basically acquired yeah. an, an all-star defensive point to go guard with Trey. to go with Trey Young. 
What about Boston cap- though? Boston with that Malcolm Brogdon deal, basically trading that's a him great for, deal, too. Yeah, for yeah, just. That, that, how about that, OKC, man? Nobody OKC. in the rotation was affected outside of Daniel Tice, and yeah. that's right. he's no. very iffy at best. So don't any complaints about like about the injuries that too. Brogdon is going to have too. Yeah. Bro- Brogdon and Brogdon and, and, and Gallo are walking hospital beds. I'd have to see them play first yeah, I before I get all yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's a, I, it's yeah. a good. It's, it's a good. It's a good risk. It's a good risk on their part, but. Those guys, uh, if they're going to play 40 games, I mean, Gallo for sure. Uh, Brogdon might, maybe he felt un- unmotivated in, in Indiana. Maybe he'll feel motivated in Boston. But Gallo is a, Gallo is one of the most, in my opinion, one of the, one of the players that I thought would, should have been much better than what he, what he was. He's still a good player. He can shoot, but he should have been way better. He should have been a Dirk Nowitzki in my book. And um, and a, a, a loser in each conference, Gerald. Um, you know, in the Western Conference, for me, I think a team that basically took a another step back for me, anyway, outside of the draft, was the Sacramento Kings. I mean, you you pass on you pass on Ivy, like now you acquire Kevin Herter, who Jay Ivy is like Kevin's a great player. There's no doubt about it. Jay Ivy is a better version of him. And you basically jettisoned a couple of rotational. I I forget exactly the merits of the trade, but to me that doesn't work out. And you added Malik Monk. All right, Malik can can give a shot in the arm offensively, but to me defensively they're just a mess again, and they'll continue to be a mess. Um, and in the Eastern Conference, uh, I mean the big losers is Charlotte Hornets. I mean the, the yeah. things. <laughs> Things could not. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm not going to comment on that individual and and what he did. It makes me sick. Miles Bridges, uh, I, just everybody out yes, there. Yes, yes, it 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 makes me sick. Um, but Char- we don't need to dump salaries on the Lakers yeah. either anymore. Char- Charlotte had an opportunity last year when when he had a had an up and down year to extend him to a really good team friendly deal. But they decided not to do that. We're going to play out. Probably glad now. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, but right. It's it's so it's that situation is horrible. That's the second worst situation in the NBA, aside from from the Nets, is the Hornets right now because you're going to have to pay Lamelo Ball close close to a supermax. I don't think you get the supermax, but it's close there. And aside from Mello, you've got PJ Washington, you've got Terry Rogier's contract. I mean, it, it, like every year it's the same thing with this team. They're, it's either eight seed or bust. But now, because of this, this situation they're in, they can't really afford to tank. Because if you tank, LaMelo Ball is going to sign that extension but a couple in a couple years he's gonna say yeah you know what check please i want to go back home send me to la well, yeah i don't think i don't think Lamelo is gonna stay there anyway the most fascinating team to me still when i when i think back to it is watching what's going to happen with okc getting chet holmgren and they got sga they they they've got some they got Dort into a good situation, man. They got some great players now, and 
they have so many draft picks that they can transform themselves in two years into a championship contender. Well, you see that they can throw out three, four, five what, number you ones. Want five or six, that they seven can throw picks out. for your superstar. I'll give you ten. Yeah, and I still got twenty more in the in the bank. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like some, I heard one of the commentators on Sirius XM talking about. Well, listen. Regardless of what you think, if the Oklahoma City Thunder wanted Kevin Durant right now to bring him home, they could get him because they could beat any offer that anybody else has got. You can you can get twenty years of franchise victories from from a horde of draft picks that you get from those guys. Well, right now, and you can spread them out. He can spread them out according to you know. It's almost like balancing your portfolio financially. You know, you can spread them out about teams to figure out so that it's like covering half of the roulette table. You know, with bets, I'm going to take these 18 numbers. You know, uh, and, and if one of them hits, I'm going to be a millionaire. So it's, uh, I, it was going to be fun. They, this is not the, the process was nothing. That process was a bunch of amateurs playing at this game. The way the way that that OKC has handled this has been just a it's going to be a study that's going to be talked about at every one of those basketball camps where they they talk about those types of things. Go ahead, yeah, Sean. Yeah, I'm just going to say it's why Sam Presti is widely regarded as, as yeah. one of the best NBA executives of the past 25 years. Imagine if he were the Lakers. Oh, my God. You guys got to stop with this stuff. You drive me nuts. You guys with this <laughs> greatest what? stuff. He's a great GM. He's not. No, guys, 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 guys. guys, Come on, look, look. Can't be the greatest when there are no results. It doesn't matter if he drafted Durant. Listen, first of all, Durant was the second pick. Doesn't matter if you drafted Russell. Certain teams, guys. There's gotta be. Look, if you know, it it does matter. It doesn't. They have just as many titles. Actually, Preston's have any. Age has just as many titles as the buffoon, as we call him, Rob Palenka. Okay? You guys are killing me over here. Look, these draft picks in the NBA, they're only as good as the titles that help them win. That's it. There is none of this, oh, well, he was really good at collecting 80 draft See, picks. Yeah, okay. you know. I, I guess that's good in Oklahoma City. Well, I think he's, he's, going to, he's going to win championships. There's no question in my mind that Oklahoma City is going to win championships because nobody has amassed that wealth of talent that they have amassed. They have over 30 first-round draft picks. You know, you know what's funny to me? You, you uh, So I remember when Joe and Gerald were having a really, really spirited uh, engaging conversation regarding the um, the Sonics moving to OKC and you guys had specifically mentioned, you know, Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. Well, their media training sucks because they helped create the men that you see before you. <laughs> Kevin Durant almost did no inter- local interviews with the Seattle market. He did one interview with mm-hmm. Kevin Calabro, who's the voice of the Sonics. And before that interview took place, there was a PR person from OKC who gave him a list of questions he can ask and a list of questions he cannot ask. So 
So with all due respect to, to all the narratives out there regarding Russ and KD, I have a feeling Russ was going to be this prickly person as, <laughs> as he always was. But the big deal with that was there, there's a local reporter in Oklahoma City named Barry Trammell who covers the Oklahoma Sooners, basically, before all this happened. He asked Russell one question, one innocent question, and he's hated the media ever since. So, like, for me, Dan Presti is just a basketball guy. That's all he is. He does not care what you do outside of his basketball mm-hmm. court. That, that's why it works there. Well, you know, um, everybody's they, always they have, a, they have a strong. They have a strong fan base. That yeah, they do have a strong case. fan base. That wasn't the case in Seattle. They don't have a problem selling selling tickets, right. which is where the majority of their money comes from, really, because Presti either wants the, the Thunder to be really, really good or really bad. The, the thing about um, Thunder and teams like the Pacers is they actually do a good job of trying to make the playoffs each year. Now, Herb Simon, who previously owned the Pacers, he didn't dip into the revenue sharing as other teams did because he had a competitive team. And Oklahoma City has the same model. So to me, he is one. I Maybe I shouldn't have said greatest, but I think he's one of the best executives that the NBA has seen in the, in the past 20 years, just based on the level of success the team has. Because let, let's face it. Oklahoma City is not going to base its success on championships. It, 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 that's not realistic. It's like it's like the Sooners now moving to the SEC. You're not going to be judged on championships anymore because right. you're playing with Alabama, Georgia, Florida, Texas A&M. You're probably not going to win another championship in all likelihood. But this is probably the – obviously, like Tom said, this is the best chance they've had. Since they've jettisoned the three, their three MVP, but they weren't MVPs at the time they got rid of them. But this is their opportunity here to try and build something up. And we we failed to mention they still have Josh Giddy. I mean, you have Josh Giddy. Giddy's great. Jay, Jay they, they've, dra- they've been drafting good players, man. I mean, yeah. I don't know if it's the same people who like who was the draft. Who is the people in their office who drafted Harden? Troy and, Troy uh, Weaver. It was Tom. It was Troy Weaver, Tom. Okay. Well, what's kind of interesting because one of the things that you look at, everybody has sort of blamed the Oklahoma City uh, Oklahoma City Thunder for trading those three guys. It's like, man, you had three of the top ten players in the NBA as young players together, and and you couldn't make a championship team out of that. And yet now, if we look back though at the history from team to team. Of those three players, Russell Westbrook's journey through the NBA, James Harden's journey through team after team that he asked out, Kevin Garnett's, uh, Kevin Durant's journey through the, the Golden State and back, and, and I'm hearing now the Warriors are now going to put a bid in for Kevin Durant. They're putting together a package for him. I said, I'm not so sure that Oklahoma City should be blamed for trading those three guys. Because I'd like to go back and see what they did get for the three trades and, and, and tally that up because those three guys have done 
a huge share of damage in this league, and only one of them All right. has Jim. won one championship, and that's it. Oh, no, Katie's won two. Go fantastic. Three championships out of there. Go that's ahead, fanta- Joe. Fantastic information, Sean. That was beautiful. And as you were saying that, I started thinking about the Dan Marinos and the Charles Barkleys and the Carl Malones and the Patrick Ewings. They're still great players, all-time yep. players, just because they didn't win a championship. Yeah. So, again, you had, you guys, you and Laker Tom, you changed me. <laughs> you changed it right there, guys. You saw it live because it makes sense. I love when you people make sense because I want to be told when I'm going the wrong way. Tell me to go right. And you did. Good. The issue with the whole Oklahoma City model in the end, not during the process, was this is how it is in sports, and it's something that I don't think we talk about enough. One little thing will change the whole history, future of everything. Ori's shot. Derek Fisher's shot. Ray Allen's shot. It changes... You know, every, it there's changes also, everything. That little, little thing, okay? If, if James Harden had played a little bit better in the 2012 finals, he, he would have got the max contract, they would have stayed together, and they would have won a championship. They were uh, Westbrook and Durant were 3-1 against the, the best team ever in the regular season. Just those two guys. Imagine if Harden was on that team. They would have won at least a couple titles. There's no doubt if they have, would have kept Harden, they would have, won a t- they would have won the titles. And I don't understand. I just, you know, as a basketball fan, it just, it, the, the Warriors did it. Why didn't you guys do it? You know, I don't, I don't know. I, I think LeBron James, not, not purposely, Le- LeBron James set a course to the NBA that, may not have ruined it financially or in terms of viewership. You, you hear a lot about that BS about, oh, I don't watch the NBA. Oh, the hell, the NBA. Yeah, that's why the salary cap just went up $12 bucks. You're not watching the NBA in my butt. A lot of people yap, and then they go watch it when they're not, no one's around. And the, the thing is, it's, it's, we don't have that. We don't have that John Stockton Malone playing for 13 years. Yeah, they were losing and they were losing and they were losing, but they just kept coming back. Detroit, same thing. They kept losing. They kept losing. They kept losing. They kept coming back until finally the wheels fell off. We lost that when, and same thing with uh, Reggie Miller in Indiana. We lost that with LeBron. We lost that with LeBron. LeBron set a course that said, guys, I'm not staying here. I'm going to go somewhere. Yeah, else. but if it wasn't him, it would have been somebody else, you know. Probably. Probably, but it was the number one player yeah. of this era. So He accelerated, he accelerated okay. the movement. If Jordan, if, Jordan, if Jordan leaves, let's say Jordan leaves in 96, the summer of 96, there was some talk, okay? They had to pay him $30 million at that time, which was astronomical at that point. If he goes, and I heard this, I don't know if it's true. There was some rumblings. Hey, if you don't pay me thirty million, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in your division, and go to Cleveland. So what happens then? Show. What happens then? See, we can't sit there and say, oh well, it would have happened. No, we don't know that. We don't know that. But the number one player of the era did it. And if Jordan had done it, 
If Magic had done it or Bird had done it, other guys would have done it too. This is a copycat league, and this is a culture of well, copycats. Kareem did it. Will Kareem. Did it. They both uh, forced their way to the Lakers, just like Anthony Davis did. Look at the trades. The trades for both of those guys were nothing close. I mean, teams are looking us. Superstars have right always we gone where they want to go. We, we only gave up four draft picks for AD. We didn't have to give up six or seven, <laughs> like Brooklyn. Inflation, John. Inflation, and man. Minnesota has. We start. We started it, but hell, we're yep. not going to be in hell from it. Nope. Well, go ahead. We're probably going to have to make the two picks that were given to. Laker Tom stumped me. Laker Tom stumped me. I gotta go. I gotta go wash myself now. <laughs> all right. With all that said, though, it has been a spirited off season so far. Not quite the haul yet. We're hoping for from the Los Angeles Lakers. I know Jamie wow. chimed in earlier. He, Jamie Sweet, he from Lakerholics.com. He said, "What's the sound of a balloon when it makes when the air is let out of it slowly?" That's the Lakers free agency Bark. to date. Again, uh, you know, I don't want to go ahead and judge too much on the Lakers offseason. So summer far. league teams look good, though. Yeah, summer league. Yeah, that's, another blowout. That's correct. They just finished a, another blowout. Did of they the win Golden the game State. tonight? Yes, they just beat the Golden State Warriors, I believe, a hundred to seventy-seven. If I'm not mistaken, let me go oh, ahead and nice. check the final scores. So that's two blowouts in the row for the Los Angeles Lakers. It was with a hundred to seventy-seven victory over the Golden State Warriors. Oh, want to go I'm ahead and give a shout TV. out. Again, the good is the fact that Jay Huff in his second year, you this is where you see in the Summer League, and this is something that if you watch the Summer League long enough, you should see the second-year players start to go ahead and take that next step each and every year. If they're not, then there's obviously some issues there, but they, they should take that next step. You should see better performances, and we're seeing that from Jay Huff. We're also seeing that from Mac McClung. We're seeing those great performances there as far as more and more from those second-year players as they become more accustomed to playing that level of summer league basketball. You also see good, uh, you know, good performances from the players who played three and four years in college basketball, such as with Scottie Pippen Jr. And also as well, a, a very, very good shooter as what Sean told me as being the steal of the draft so far. So Cole Swider, they both played very well today. And, and they're saying he can shoot. Yes. He, how, do, how do you look on defense? Well, that's another story altogether. That's I'll find out. I'll let you know. Yeah. That... Allow me. Allow me to allow me to chime in here because I'm. I was sending uh, the Pod Father emails about this. Um. Look, last year, Gerald, I watched a lot of ACC play as well. I was watching the Georgia Tech basketball team and there was this little guard that was all over the place he was a defensive monster and his name was jose alvarado <laughs> i thought hmm, wow this this guy really looked that like name. He could, yeah he could be an nba guard and so after the game was over i just did a little research and i i'm looking at the draft rankings he's not in the top 50 Okay. He's also not in the top 75. He's also not in the top 100. (laughs) What's going on here? Because to me, I see an NBA player. And I came home one night um, last December, and I turn on an ACC game, and the Syracuse Orangemen are playing, and I see this guy named Cole Swider playing. 
and he hits a three. Then he hits another three. Then he hits two NBA threes. I'm thinking, whoa, this guy's pretty good. And you do some research on this kid. He played for Jay Wright. If you play and you start for Jay Wright, you have to do two things really well. You have to be able to shoot and you have to be able to rebound. If you can't do either one of those two things, Jay Wright will not play you. So he decides he's going to go to Syracuse and play, learn how to play zone. Because in the NBA now, play zone. What? So he did a decent job. Um, I would say this. His defense needs work, Gerald. No yeah, question about that's that. That's why he wasn't 100%. drafted. He's 8 for yeah. 13 so far on threes. That's a great sign. But can he stay on the floor defensively? That's what we're going to have to wait and see. We'll see how that develops over the course of the summer league. But uh, Scotty yeah, Pippen I, Jr., I great two-way player, cannot extend with the long ball yet, but he's been a very good playmaker for the team so far in two games. Jay Huff, last year when when he played in those you know just few games for the Lakers, was a little bit uh, slow-footed. I will say that athleticism was still yeah. an issue, but you know the guy can shoot from the outside, so you never know what's going to happen there. But I will say that the Lakers are going to go ahead and look a little bit better in summer league. I think people are going to be very happy with what they see with some really good performances. Max Christie, though, that's going to be someone that needs to develop. He looks a little bit undersized right now as far as from a body standpoint. You know, he still needs to develop as far as some strength and a shooting. I know that that's been up for debate as well. You think that he'll it'll develop because he's been able to shoot well from the free throw and Usually as an analyst, you're saying, okay, if they shoot well from the free throw line, they can eventually develop that outside game. So we'll see what happens with Max Christie. We'll see what happens with Cole Swider. I think we're going to go ahead and see a lot of threes from Cole Swider over the course of the next few days. Scottie Pippen, I think it's going to be a very good player over the course of the summer league. People are going to be impressed. But, Joe, you seem to have some thoughts right there for you. You've got that mind control thing going on. Any last thoughts before we head on out? Okay, well, there you go. Well-spoken indeed. Laker Tom, Lakerholics.com. Please check out his latest article today at Lakerholics.com. Joe Soro is Lakersball.com. But any last thoughts, Tom, before we head on out? Bring Kyrie and Joe Harris in. Yeah, if you can expand the trade, <laughs> if you can expand the trade to include Seth Curry and Nick Claxton, I'd even be in favor of that. There you go. But <laughs> We would expand by... Obviously, uh, moving some dominoes and some chips as well with THD and none. Yeah, if that's the case. then cover all four of those guys. Just have to teach Nick Claxton how to shoot a free throw. Sean? Yeah, what a defender, man. He can guard as a, a true center that you cannot chase off. Of, you can chase him off the floor. I'm not. I'm not back. You can't chase him off the floor. For I am defense. not disputing that, my friend. I'm just telling you he needs to learn how to shoot a free throw. Otherwise, who, this is a seven-footer who can guard a guard. And can't shoot a free throw. But, Sean, go, any last thoughts before we head on out? You know what, Gerald? I'm just – I have to be honest and say, um, as being a Laker fan, over the, over the past decade, you know, with parts rebuilding, parts disaster, championship, one thing I've really come to learn and appreciate and basically – think that it's going to happen is that our scouting staff finds players that can play in the NBA and consistently they've been doing that for the past eight years. Rotation players. 
Yes, rotational players, not just guys at the end of the bench like Josh Powell and and I'll do respect. I love you, DJ uh, Benga, but you know you guys were at the end of the at the end of the bench. They found Alex Caruso's. They found Jordan Clarkson. They found Austin. So I'll, it's almost an expectation as a Laker fan now that eventually they're going to find somebody. They're going to get them to be able to develop, and they're going to become an NBA player. And that that's one thing I'm proud of as a, as a Laker fan. Well, there you go, indeed. But it it's is. Like we have Caruso still. Uh, oh, don't get us started, on, Laker Tom. Like, that's another hour of, 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 you know, just growling all together there. Please, don't get us well, started. It's true, though. It's true, though. We always look at the one mistake and turn it into this, oh, Genie sucks and Rob sucks and the whole team sucks. Well, and just some things it, are such a huge mistake. Sometimes, that... sometimes things don't, just, just the little thing goes, veers this way. But one yeah, thing you can't. Um, one thing you can't deny, guys, since John John Randall, Jesus, I've been watching football too much today. Um, since Julius Randall in 14, the Lakers have been stout in their drafting and in their player development and in finding diamonds in the rough. It's it's just that they, they made one blunder that resonated wow. in the annals of history, which is... Let's separate the scouting department from the front office who's making it's, the It's trade. the same people making the decision, and though. Signing people because DeAndre Jordan, Andre Drummond, and a whole list of players that... I don't know. Maybe they really want to play with their friends. They all want to play with the, They're all friends. They want to play with their friends. Come on, man. Well, don't you want to play with your friends? Yeah, you... I want to do a podcast with my friends, but I'm stuck with you guys. That's one thing. But playing with him two or three weeks in the Olympics. You ever watch Chevy Chase? Like you ever watch Chevy Chase in his prime? Oh, Fletch we was awesome. Game Fletch is awesome. Chevy Chase in his prime used to do this thing where he'd put his hand around you like, yeah, yeah. That's what they should have done whenever they wanted to play with their friends. Just like, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, just, it comes to a point where. Be friendly, but be insulting at the Kevin same time. Do you think that Kevin Durant would want to play with Kyrie Irving anymore? You think they're still good? Players? When did they play together? <laughs> but they didn't play ninety games. They barely played with each other. Well, I tell you what, everybody out there is on the chat has been made uh, some great comments today. Blue Magic finished it off with some great thoughts. I do think they paid a little bit more for Lonnie Walker than what they should have, what they could have. So I don't really the think the guy would sign a one-year deal for yeah, the MLE. There you go. See, there. What it comes down to desperation, indeed. But we'll see if Cheers you can. Gerald's all. I don't know why they did this, and then within one second, Larry answers. Uh, Laker Tom answers it, and all of a sudden he's like, "Oh yeah, that's right." Uh, that, well, I think you could have. I think you could have signed him for. At least you could have done something as far as getting someone, maybe splitting it up between him. The and question Lawrence. is, why him? Yeah, that's another what? reason. What? Someone who, someone who can't shoot. I don't, I don't really understand what that. Well, he, I suspect that. Oh, except against us, the, by the way. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I, part of the decision not, making, that Part of the decision making on the free agents that they were signing really involved Darvin Ham a lot because he was in the he was in the room making the decisions along with Rob Palenka. So, and and all of these guys are guys who fall into that category of extremely athletic. And it's good youth, measurement, youth, young. And, and young. They're young, they're young, they're tall, and they're long. And so I have to feel that the key in all of those was, will these defend and develop into good defenders? I think that's the key that they're looking at. 
They really feel like they've got a bunch of guys that their development coaches can really turn into strong defensive players. I wish and though, then they're going to get the shooting. They're going to get the shooting, as Blue Magic said. They're going to get the shooting from the trades. Well, I wish that's where the shooting's going to come from. I, I wish Kyrie that Irving and, and Kyrie Irving and Joe Harris would add two forty-five, two forty percent three-point shooters to the lineup. Well, guys, I, I agree with Blue Magic, though. Not enough wings, not enough focus on that. A little bit repetitious on the guard spot, but again, we'll see what happens there. It is younger team. Issue. It is younger, so I'll give them that. I do like the fact that they did focus on a younger team. Blue Magic, Otto Porter signed for $12.4 million for two years, $6.2 million per year. I mean, it was something that, that the Lakers you know, was out there when the Lakers were looking. So, you know, I think that Otto Porter – I've said it for years. I said it last offseason, and I said Otto Porter would have been a great pickup this offseason. It's at the top of my list. Yeah, so <laughs> – I don't know what to tell you, Blue Magic. You know, Rob is not perfect, as we've seen. So hopefully that the players that we got now will be good rotational players for the Lakers and that they can get Kyrie Irving and they can close the trade out to get some assets that the Lakers can go forward with with a better team and a better representation going forward indeed. But we will wait and see what happens. We'll be back later this week, definitely for sure. But how soon? How soon is dependent on the Lakers themselves. If they go ahead and make some moves, like a Kyrie Irving move, you're going to see Laker Tom smile from ear to ear. That's for sure, because, you know, he has willed this to happen. He has willed this to happen for Kyrie Irving coming to the Lakers. So hopefully that will come true. But if something does break, we'll be on sooner this week. Otherwise, you know we're here Wednesday or Thursday night. We're definitely going to drop indeed. But if you have any questions for us, always Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com or Lakers Fast Break on Twitter. We're always there as well. Facebook, you can go ahead and like our page. Send a comment there. We'd love to hear from you. And, of course, subscribe. You guys have been on YouTube, been an outstanding crew. You're building. You're growing. You're more and more. You're watching. We cannot thank you enough. It was so tremendous during our free agency coverage. So tremendous with us tonight. We truly appreciate it. Again, subscribe if you can. We need all the subscribers we can get. So be a part of the action right here at the Lakers Fast Break. But for Joe Sorrell at LakersBall.com, go ahead and check out him on any one of the great groups that they have today at LakersBall.com. Laker Tom, his latest article, and Jamie Sweet's latest articles are up at Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Shout out once again to our good friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network. We have actually increased as well the number of people listening to our audio podcast. So big shout out, five stars on Apple Podcasts. And of course, anything that happens sooner, we'll go ahead and report it here. But you can always expect it this week. Safe and happy 4th of July week for you and everyone in your family. From all of us right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. <laughs>